Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again, both for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com. We're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could be with us as well. You know, we talk a lot on this broadcast about the journey of life, but our next guest has actually been on a literal journey and being able to chronicle not only the experience, but also the lessons learned along the way. We're excited to welcome Brendan Matthews to our program today. Brendan is the author of the new book, Miles to Go, An African Family in Search of America Along Route 66. We'll talk to Brendan not only about his love of travel, but also the experience that he had with his family, the lessons he's been able to share, and what he hopes you as readers are able to take away from the book as well. Brendan, thank you so much for the time. Really do appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So I want to talk about this experience, because writing is not necessarily something new to you, but what was it like for you writing something so personal, Brandon, when it comes to this book, and now sharing it with the world? You know, that's always something that's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm a very private person, and my family's private, so we weren't really sure how much we wanted to put out there, but the story really was just so compelling that we just kind of felt we had to. So we'd go through everything and look at you know, stories and sentiments and thoughts and experiences and just wonder, you know, is this too personal? Is this too much? But in the end, I think we were more concerned about making sure the story was strong. Yeah. So let's get to the story, because I think that was the interesting thing for me, Brendan, when I was reading the book, because, I mean, your love for adventure. Talk to us about how that kind of began and your curiosity when it came to the world. Well, you know, I mean, we, growing up in Kenya or in Africa in general, we tend to do a lot of safaris or a lot of travel that takes us into new experiences. And so Route 66 and certainly American road travel was a new experience, and it was something that we hadn't really known much about, especially Route 66. So it just really came onto our radar by accident, and we got more excited about it as we researched it and discovered the history and the people, the places, the destinations, the real story, you know, the many stories behind the stops along Route 66 and the stops along America, especially America's two-lane highways for that matter. So, yeah, it's, adventure's always been part of what we, what we look for, what we long for, who we are, but we honestly didn't think that there was going to be as much as there was in the American context. It was such a wonderful surprise. And your family, Brennan, have they also shared that love of adventure even outside of what you would explore? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, my wife, Kate, is the one who's really always pushing us to do this or do that or this looks exciting or this looks interesting or this place looks like a place we need to go to or an experience we should do, whether it's the Grand Canyon or whether it's zip lining, you know, in Williams, Arizona, which is off of Route 66 or whether it's heading down south and, you know, going to see, um, you know, old Florida or south of the border and some other quirky place. So, yeah, I know my family's definitely passionate about it, but my wife, Kate, has really always been a catalyst, which I've appreciated for sure. 
Well, I want to say for those who are just now finding out about Miles to Go, it is definitely so much more than about sightseeing. It really is about being able to get to know, I think, the the places behind the names and even the people behind the places. And it's something, Brennan, unfortunately, people are not as eager to do. We're so We're so, I think, quick these days in the world we live in to – Name a place that's like where I live in Mississippi. People automatically have an idea of what Mississippians are like or what mm-hmm. the place is like. And I literally have people in 2022 will ask me, "Do you all? Um, do you guys have an airport? You know, do you guys? I mean, it's some of the strangest questions I get, and I think to myself, "Are you being serious <laughs> right now?" So I want to ask you that. I've said all of that to say, Brennan. Did you go into this troop with any preconceived ideas or notions that you saw were being dispelled along the way? You know, we're big uh, researchers, you know, coming out of more than a decade of senior editor roles and writer roles with uh, global magazines. You tend to do a lot of research before you dive into a story or travel. And so when we did finally hit the road for this big trip, we had a good idea of the types of things that we were looking for, you know, some of the iconic stops along the road, whether they be motels or whether they be diners or whether they be, you know, giant whales along the roadside or, you know, things with real stories and history. But there was an awful lot that we weren't prepared for at the same time. I mean, there, you, you literally, in a place like Illinois or Oklahoma, Missouri even, you can't drive five miles without something new popping up. And we weren't ready for that. That was really amazing. And we kept meeting lots of fascinating people with very simple stories, you know, not necessarily flashy stories, but everybody has a story. And these people had their own stories and they were happy to share them. They weren't overly private. They weren't overly suspicious they were eager to just welcome you wherever you happen to end up and to share their story with you. I don't think we were ready for that. We come out of a world that's quite cosmopolitan and quite, I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of privacy and a lot of um, this is my space, that's your space, don't cross that. When, you, when we were on this trip, there was none of that. These people were just so excited we were there and they were so eager to know about us and they were eager to let us know about them. And that was so refreshing. It was so new to us. I'm so glad you said that because that is one of the things, Brennan, that really – well, I guess because of – I mean, again, I'm I'm an optimistic person and I've kind of um, have felt the best of this country along my own travels, and that's what I try to share with other people. But I did like people like George that you talk about in the, in the book, people like you know Teresa, these people that you mm-hmm. met along the way who who were very gracious, very helpful – um, and and I think that is a surprise for some people. There is something though that you that you do share, and it's interesting hearing you say in the beginning of the conversation um, about not knowing what to share. One thing that comes across, like when you all were in Texas, is how your your wife and you shared this you know this this great sense of humor um, when she was talking about getting the cowboy hat. So so <laughs> did that kind of help too to kind of have that type of um, I, I guess you would say good energy as you were going about, you know, as you were kind of taking this journey to have someone who didn't take themselves as seriously and could kind of have some fun along the way. You know what? I'm so glad that you picked that up. It's something that really was probably, in my opinion, the most enjoyable part of writing the book is 
mm-hmm. getting to remember these experiences and these conversations and getting to really bring out the the lighter side of them. Now, Kate is very good at picking up my sarcasm, and she is um, she's sarcastic herself and has a great sense of humor. And so, you know, our son Tembi has really sort of inherited it from us. But we tended to travel lightly on an emotional level as we took the trip. I mean, we had some heavy times in the sense of really reflecting on and appreciating the history um, of a place we were at or the people that have come and gone or all the people who have traveled that road that we were traveling. But, you know, the, the levity of the whole thing really is what makes that trip for us or any trip really enjoyable. We get to really just look at things and just laugh and think, you know, what an insane situation or look at that that somebody has done or um, something we've encountered and just really laugh and just enjoy it and the fact that we share the same sense of humor really helps of course because we can enjoy that in the same the same way um, as we discuss it or as we interact with those people or that circumstance that encounter such a great point. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Brennan Matthews to our program today. Brennan is the author of the new book, Miles to Go, An African Family in Search of America Along Route 66. So I want to get to, I mentioned Teresa. There's a part I actually want to read, Brennan, from the book, because I think sure. it goes to an interesting point um, about the world that we live in and how sometimes even places um, become almost characters ourselves in our story. In, in chapter uh, 25 of the book, um, you, you talk about this whole experience with Teresa, uh, and I want to read exactly what was said because I think this is what's interesting. Um, as, uh, one of the things that was, the question was posed, do you think visitors are finding what they're looking for in today's world on Route 66? And you go on to say, she thought for a moment before answering, I feel like the people who travel down the route are both disappointed and excited. They're sad that there are so many old buildings in disrepair, yet they're excited to see the buildings that have been restored and brought back to life. I feel as though people are surprised about that more about the people they meet along the way. People love to hear the personal stories of those who lived along the Mother Road in its heyday. Many of the stories people share have been handed down through generations, but there are so many interesting characters who love the route and are actually in some way part of the history of it. I want to talk about that because I think it's an interesting thing that has happened in our world. And I'm curious as to you, especially coming from a world of publishing as well as love of travel, and that is the importance of telling one's story because that really stood out to me because a lot of times there are people, unfortunately, that don't know anything about a place because no one talks about it. They don't know stories of, or situations that may have happened because no one talks about it. What was it like for you to see, for one, the importance of the history, but also the importance of people having stories to share and telling those stories? You know, I come out of a background where I've worked with a lot of people who own safari camps or, or beach hotels or have been connected in one way or another to you know, to a story that's multi-generational. And so for us, hearing these stories as we traveled to Route 66, it wasn't terribly shocking, though I think that the depth that people had connected themselves and their family to this one highway, because we come out of a situation, probably like most Americans, where 
a highway is just a highway. I mean, you use it to go to point A to point B. Right. <laughs> but Route 66 was its own character uh, in the lives of all of these people, people like Teresa and people who she would have grown up knowing. And so to actually interact with the stories of these people who actually viewed this highway, this roadway, this artery through America as its own character that was impacting in its own right on their lives, their livelihoods and their own, their stories was unique. You know, it's, it's not something that you see in most situations. So listening to someone like Teresa talk about her parents, how they had owned a campground and how they had interacted with people coming down the mother road and then staying at their campground and then seeing Teresa volunteering at the Conoco station in Shamrock, Texas, and how she interacted with visitors and locals coming in to take a look at this historic location. It was fascinating. And, you know, we get to hear all these conversations. There was, um, there's a real culture along route 66 and it's not just on 66, but I think it's a very American reality and it's Mm -hmm. this volunteer culture. And that was new to us too, where you have a lot of people that are either older and they're using some of their time to volunteer at museums and destinations along places like route 66 or there are people that are just passionate, like Teresa, who's not, not she's not old, um, but she was passionate about the, the place, her town, the subject matter. So she was doing volunteer work there to sort of educate people as they came through on a subject that she's very um, enthusiastic about. And she wanted to share that story and that enthusiasm. That was new to us because where we come from a lot of if, you, if, if you're there, you're not a volunteer. You're being paid to be there. I mean, right. That's your job to be enthusiastic. These people along Route 66 are enthusiastic because it's near and dear to their heart, the, these locations and the history and the culture and the stories behind each of it. So that was definitely new to us, and that was really encouraging because you'd sit down. When we were in Elk City, Oklahoma, for example, in the book, I talk about um, this uh, gentleman who was a, a war veteran, I believe, I believe Korea. And, you know, it's not all in the book, but we talked for like an hour about his uh, experience as a veteran and what he experienced over in Asia during the Vietnam War. And, you know, the woman beside him was also a volunteer, and she had her own stories about growing up in El Reno. So just listening to all of these older people, a generation that, frankly speaking, still has a lot to teach us, but that younger generations are sort of pushing aside. It was just fascinating because I come out of a culture of really respecting our elderly and, and, um, and trying to learn from them what we can. And these people all had a lot that they wanted to share. It was was fascinating. You know, we live in interesting times though, Brennan, where, when people say things about having having pride of place or being proud of where or where they're from and where they, you know there's sometimes a not so positive connotation that can come with that but what was it like for you to see that pride of place in a positive way on display during your travels you know i'm not one who believes that we can erase history i think the only way to actually look at uh history is in light of how it actually played itself out. And sometimes that's negative and sometimes it's positive, but it doesn't change the fact that it happened. And so I go into most things saying, look, this might've been a negative experience and this might not have been just, and this might've been wrong. 
However, it did happen. So we can't erase it and pretend it didn't. So what can we learn from that? And so I tend to go in to most historical situations with a positive view and with a view of learning from it. And I think that there was this nothing but opportunity to learn as you travel America's highways, especially the, the two-lane ones in the small towns. And so Route 66 is a great example of it. But it's not the only. I mean, if you travel through the South, as you know, there's just a million and one places where the history may be, you know, a mixed bag, but it's interesting, fascinating, and we can learn from it nonetheless. And I just think that it's important that we embrace that and not try to erase it or else the lessons go too. Such a great point. Such a great point. I want to ask you about the title of the book. Um, Of course, we know that because of your travels, you did have miles to go. But how much (laughs) of that title also, I thought about this too, Brennan, how much of that title was about how we as individuals have to go when it comes to our journey in life? That's a great question. I mean, we took that trip in order to try to figure out what our next chapter in life was going to look like. I had been editor-in-chief of Destination Magazine in Nairobi for six years at that point when we actually moved overseas. And so the first thought was that we were going to move to New York City. I was uh, being approached by two iconic magazines to to head them up, um, head up their editorial team. And so it was an exciting time of potential change, but also we weren't really sure what that was going to look like, whether we wanted to move in that direction or not. In you know, the end, we decided not to live in New York, and we came up to Toronto uh, for just logistical reasons. And we really, we spent about seven or eight months, really, we're Christians, so we prayed a lot. And, you know, just we were just seeking God's guidance on what the next step looked like. And we weren't really sure. So my wife said, look, let's do a road trip in the U.S. And I said, where do you want to go? And she said, well, let's go to California. I had lived there and worked there when I was young. and But it had been like 30 years or something, like 25 years since I was last down there. And so a long, long time. And so she wanted to go see California. She wanted to see the U.S. because her and Tembi hadn't been anywhere in the U.S. outside of New England and New York. And I said, well, how do you want to get there? And she said, well, let's do Route 66. No, let's, let's research. And the more we got into it, the more we discovered Route 66. And the more we discovered Route 66, the more we were sure that this was the road that we wanted to take in order to ask those internal questions and in order to be asking God those important questions, what next, what chapter of life is going to unfold, you know, what's, what's next for us, professional and personal-wise. And so as we did the journey, it wasn't just about, you know, all the miles ahead of us, which were always, of course, many and which was exciting because you feel like you've been on this road for so long, you've encountered so many people, you've done so much, this thing must almost be over and you're mourning it a little bit. And then you look at the miles ahead of you and you're like, oh my goodness, like I have a lot to go. And that's sort of, you know, <laughs> for some people that's like, oh no. But for us, it was very exciting and energized us to know that, you know, out of almost 2,500 miles in one direction, uh, we still had, you know, 1,800 miles to go type of deal. But as we went, we also, of course, um, we're busy reflecting and busy chatting and busy laughing together and bonding together and, and figuring out really potentially what that next chapter looked like. So miles to go 
as a title reflects, as you said, the actual mileage, but it very much reflected that journey we were on for self-discovery and even seeking God's direction on our lives. Yeah. Well, it's a great book, and it's a great journey that we're able to take along with you, Brendan. So, so glad you wrote the book. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about it. Again, everyone, Brendan Matthews has been our guest. The book, again, is Miles to Go, An African Family in Search of America Along Route 66. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com. You guys can get it there. Uh, And, Brendan, how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, Sure. So I'm the editor of Root Magazine, R-O-U-T-E. So they can definitely connect with me online, uh, rootmagazine.us. It's also available nationwide. And they can connect with me on social media or with the magazine on social media. The exciting thing about that is that they get connected with a lot of the discussions and events and things that are happening along Route 66 and along America's quieter highways and smaller towns. So there's always lots of great stuff going on that we love to share. Right. Well, Brendan, congratulations to you again. Glad we had a chance to chat and looking forward to our next conversation together. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. All right. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.